to Live Vedanta, a podcast where we explore simple living and high thinking. Each week, we join Vivek Gupta as he offers insights on bringing the divine into the daily. Vivekji has experienced much of what the world has to offer, whether it is attending an elite business school or traveling to almost 50 countries. However, tired with the inconsistent and incomplete peace associated with these pursuits, he decided to turn his journey within. Over the last decade, Vivekji has shared his observations on the signs of independent joy with communities across North America and beyond. Picking up from where we left off last week, we dive deeper into our study of the Bhagavad Gita's chapter 18. In verse 1, we learned that in order to find inner calmness in outer chaos, we must invest in independence. In verse 2, we'll explore the topic of living to share. Let's tune in. teach courage. They teach objective sciences, but if I don't have the courage to follow through with the science, what was the point of that? It's quite short-term, isn't it? Einstein has shared a quote, and I can't remember it right now, but he essentially says, we go to school to forget everything at graduation. (laughs) Invest in independence. And one more way to make this shloka really clear, most of you are adults, physically. (laughs) What is the greatest gift your kids can give you? Their time, that's good. To be independent of you. For you not to have to worry about them. That is the best gift they can give you, correct? Just like the best gift you can give your parents. Imagine if a parent of yours is slowly aging and dying. And in that room, you say, I'm very happy because I don't have to worry about you when I'm gone. Wouldn't you feel very good about yourself that you lived like that? Not worrying about someone who is independent. That if they're dependent, you're always worrying about them. What is the difference between tyaga and sannyasa? Bhagavan answers this question, not important, in the next shloka. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Kamya Nam Karma Nam Nyasam Sanyasam Kavayo Viduhu Sarva karma palatyagam Prahustyagam vichakshanaha Uvacha, Shri Bhagavan. God said, our creator is taught, our original parent is guiding us, Kamyanam karmanam nyasam. Nyasam is to let go of, give up. Kamya karma. Remember I said sakama means with selfishness, same. 
Kamya karma means with selfishness. Let go of doership. Sanyasam kavayo viduhu. Wise people understand this to be sanyasa. Arjuna's question, what is the difference between sannyasa and tyaga? Bhagavan is saying the kavis, those people who, are know, who know, say sannyasa is letting go of doership. In the next line, sarva karma phala tyaga, which is letting go of the fruits, the results, letting go of deservership. Prahus tyagam vichakshanaha, and wise people, a different group of wise people say tyaga is letting go of deservership for the results. This is the literal meaning. What does the Shastra say more about this? In Katopanishad, the Rishi there talks about the Hridaya Granthihi. Hridaya means heart. Granthihi, knots the knots of one's heart. There are three. What are the three knots in our heart? Is this new to everyone? Every one of us has three knots in our heart. If you think of a knot, poetically, it prevents that which is inside from coming out. These knots in our heart make us dependently joyous and so chaotic and don't allow us to be independently joyous or calm. These three knots are avidya, kama, karma. What was the first? Avidya. Avidya is forgetting that our nature is joy. Our nature is to laugh 500 times a day without jokes. Avidya, that which makes one forget. When I forget that I am happy, what comes next? Kama. Kama is desire. I desire to be happy, but I don't think it's me, so where do my desires take me? To Costa Rica. <laughs> to Costa Coffee, wherever it is, correct? Takes me outside. To these three P's I keep mentioning. What is the lowest P? Pleasure. It's at a body level. More subtle than that, possession. It's at a mind level. And more subtle than that, position, which is at an intellectual level. Avidya, kama. And once I have this desire, what comes next? Karma. Then I have to act on those desires, right? And what Puja Swami Chinmayananda says, the more you fulfill your desires, what happens? the more they grow, correct? And we all know that, yet we don't know that. Isn't it our story? We know, yet we don't know. Avidya kama karma. And the more I try to fulfill my desires, the more desires that grow, the more kama is, and the more avidya there is. In Canada, and I think in the States also, there's a big opioid crisis, here too in, in the US. And initially one needs X amount of dosage to get this high. 
I have no idea, but there's the X amount of dosage. Then after that, I need 25% more, 50% more, 100% more. And opioids grow exponentially. You know that two milligrams is not two times as strong, it may be 20 times as strong. It is uncontrolled, which leads to so many deaths. Now in Canada, the police officers have to carry kits to deal with these overdoses. See, avidya kama karma. Who's taking those opioids? Someone who's unhappy, correct? So I desire to be happy. How? Drugs. So fast. So I do it, karma. But then that makes me desire it more. And I forget who I am more. Avidya kama karma. Bhagavan is saying, wise people teach us to let go of kama. Kama karma. He's saying, sannyasa is being independently joyous where you bidyate, you cut these heart, these knots in your heart open. Then you feel this peace in you, as you. Bringing this to a samaj level, to a more relative level. Is it easy to let go of doership? Can you go to work and they say that we are no longer giving out paychecks? Are you going to go to work still? Suppose that your child's valedictory speech, at their graduation speech, they say, this uncle did this for me, this auntie taught me in Balavihar, this neighbor drove me here, no mention of you. Are you going to be okay with that? Letting go of deservership is difficult. Letting go of doership is way more difficult. Sannyasa is letting go of doership, but you cannot get there until you let go of deservership. And here, what Bhagavan Krishna is saying, sarva karma phala tyaga. As you go about your actions, Focus on your actions, and when you focus on your actions, you will unfocus the fruits. You will unfocus the idea that you deserve such and such and such. Many people come to me and say that they're distracted. Are you distracted? Are you a distracted person? Are your kids distracted? The people you teach? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's distracted. We're just disinterested. We don't have so many people who are in high school that are here right now. No elementary school students. Suppose we played a movie right now. If we all watched a movie together, we watch Black Panther or, or Padmavati, whatever, you know, right now. Would you look at your watch? Would you feel hunger? As I'm speaking, you're showing me your watch, your watch right now. See, we're interested in the movie, so I am not concerned with what's after the movie. What do I get out of it? But whatever we're disinterested in, we become distracted and are always thinking, what do I get? Deservership. What's the utility in this? Bhagavan is teaching us at a samaj level, focus on your responsibilities. 
Every one of us has responsibilities. Focus on your responsibilities. And the more you become interested in that, you will let go of deservership. What do I get? That dependency, tiaga. And when that's complete, when I have no sense of deservership, automatically I would have let go of doership, which is sannyasa. So in this shloka, Bhagavan is teaching us the means and the ends. Tyaga is the means, sannyasa is the end. Tyaga is focusing on your responsibilities so that you don't focus on what you get, the dependency, and naturally one will become more and more and more independent. Please understand, finding calmness in chaos, the chaos is the dependency. The more you depend, the more chaos there's going to be. The more independent one becomes, the more calmness there will be. It's a matter of dependency. It's a matter of being extrovert. If I applied for a job at Intel and I wrote down, they ask, what are your, what are your virtues? And I wrote, I'm an introvert. And you write, you're an extrovert. Who's going to get the job? The extrovert is when they're going to perform way more poorly than I am. Right? Because I'll be focusing on my responsibilities. They're going to be focusing on how they can get paid more for doing less. But the system doesn't understand this. We also may not understand this. Here is a sutra. The sutra is live to share. Live to share. As you're living, fruits or results are going to come to you. What should you do with them? Share them. And if you share them completely, slowly will understand, I actually am not the doer, the sole doer in all of this, isn't it? A parent who thinks they have full control over their kid is going to worry more or less. <laughs> They're going to die out of stress. <laughs> but a parent who knows that a village raises a child, and even more that this is Bhagavan's child, they're going to worry more or less. So when we talk about chaos, chaos is being egotistical, no? And calmness is being inward-looking. Live to share. You keep focusing on your responsibilities and whatever comes, share. Many people tell me that they have a shopping vasana. How do you transcend a shopping vasana? You shop for others. See, you're still engaged in the shopping part, but you are not getting what you're shopping for. You shop for others. What a practical way to find calmness. Because when you shop for yourself, you can never be satisfied, correct? That person has this, this person has this. There was a study at Harvard about customer satisfaction in their business school. And they studied products that are bought from a store with a return policy and from a store without a return policy. Where is there more customer satisfaction? without the return policy. Because if there's a return policy, as soon as you buy it, buyer's remorse, isn't it? Buyer's regret. 
But if there's no return policy, you have no choice but to, to go with it, to make the best use of it, isn't it? In our Vedanta and Ramayana class, we studied how when Mother Sita was kidnapped, Bhagavan Rama did not go to Sri Bharata and say, really, I'm the king, help me with the army. Correct? He looked around and what did he see? Monkeys, bears, squirrels. He made use of the opportunities that were with him and how he brought out the best in everyone. For us too, when we don't make use of our opportunities, our responsibilities, what, is, what do we do then? Complain. And the more you complain, what's next? Criticize. And what's next after that? You cry. And then you say the world is so chaotic. But for someone who's making use of their opportunities, following their responsibilities, living to share, they never complain. They are content. What was the first sutra without looking at your notes? First sutra. Invest in independence. Sutra number two, live to share. If you enjoyed what you heard or you want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at medium.com slash vichara gurukula. For those on the journey of self-development, Vichara Gurukula is a community forum that provides an opportunity to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.